well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I'm feeling a little contrary today, I gotta tell you. We're going to talk about it on uh, today's program coming up in uh, just a matter of moments. We're going to talk about what's going on with the uh, police chief in Oakland, California. Also have our armed citizen story, our uh, good deed of the day, and a, a recidivist report to give you as well. But you may have seen the uh, the headlines. Uh, conservatives are, are uh, actually kind of praising LaRon Armstrong, who's the uh, police chief in Oakland, California. After the uh, chief went off on the uh, city council, stripping the Oakland Police Department of about $17 million, uh, no offense to uh, Brian Preston of PJ Media, didn't mean to call him out specifically. I mean, I've heard Fox News praise uh, Leron Armstrong. Uh, and look, here's what he had to say when the uh, Oakland City Council decided to strip about $17 million from the police department's budget. He said, quote, we can see clearly that crime is out of control in the city of Oakland, and our response was for less police resources. When city council members, the majority of them having voted to defund this police department, that additional $17 million will have an impact. One city council member saying the city might experience, quote, speed bumps. As residents and police adjust to new levels of funding and staffing, Chief Laurent Armstrong taking direct aim at that statement after noting that Oakland had suffered four homicides in three days, bringing the city's uh, total to 2021 to 65 homicides. And the uh, chief says if a 90% increase in homicides over 2020... Uh, is not enough. He says violent crime is up across the board. He said, quote, we see clearly that crime is out of control in the city of Oakland. I want to address a comment made by one of our city leaders during these budget meetings. It was referred to as a bump in the road, a speed bump that we would go through, a period where there would be speed bumps. Well, for me, he says those speed bumps are 65 lives so far this year. Victims who have suffered at the hands of violence, whether it's shootings, robberies, carjacking, sexual assault, all of these crimes are not speed bumps. They're people. Now look, Chief Armstrong is absolutely right about that. Uh, and if folks on the uh, right or in the middle, can't imagine two folks on the left praising uh, Chief Armstrong's comments, fine. But let's also keep in mind that Chief Laron Armstrong believes that it is the Oakland Police Department's job to prevent those crimes from occurring, and he sees no place for you or for me, or for anybody in Oakland, California, to uh, own a firearm, to carry that firearm in self-defense, or to use it in self-defense or defense of another. Let's flash back just a couple of months to February, when uh, we saw this headline. Actually, I wrote this headline. Oakland Police Chief Wants Good Witnesses, Not Armed Citizens. This was after a uh, shop owner in Chinatown in Oakland, California. Saw a woman who was being assaulted on the street. He ran outside. He tried to stop that attack. He fired a shot. Now, the attacker ran off, but the business owner was arrested by the Oakland Police Department. And uh, in his comments after that arrest, Chief Armstrong said, don't have a gun. We want good witnesses, not armed citizens. He said, quote, what we really don't want to do is bring any additional issues that threaten safety into the equation. Having armed people out there tends to not be helpful. Officers sometimes have to determine who they're trying to encounter, and that also makes it unsafe for all of us. So while I appreciate those who have stepped forward and are looking to uh, help our community members and be there and intervene, 
I think you can do that with your voices. You can do that with making phone calls to the Oakland Police Department, but allowing us to come in and respond. All right. So that's what the chief said back in February. Now Chief Armstrong is saying, well, look, we've got $17 million coming out of our budget. We've already got a homicide rate that's 90% higher than it was last year. These are real lives. These are real victims. And it's going to be worse now because of the budget cuts in Oakland, California. So here's my question for Chief Armstrong. Does the fact that the city council has now defunded the police by $17 million change your opinion in any way, shape, or form about the residents of Oakland, California being able to protect and defend themselves and each other from violent criminals? Because, Chief, look, you've already said violent crime's a problem. You've acknowledged that these uh, increases in violent crimes like robberies, shootings, homicides are not speed bumps, that there is a human price that comes with each and every one of these additional crimes. So, based on those statements, have you reconsidered your antipathy towards armed citizens? Do you now recognize, not, I mean, it's probably going too far to ask you to recognize the clear language of the Second Amendment that says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. But do you recognize that the residents of Oakland, California have a right of armed self-defense? And will you change your attitude when it comes to Oakland residents being able to protect and defend themselves, now that you have stated the city council are putting these residents at risk by defunding the police department to the tune of $17 million. I would love to hear somebody ask that question of Chief Leron Armstrong, maybe somebody who uh, you know could get an answer from the chief. I will be uh, submitting a comment to the public information officer in Oakland, California's police department, but I'll be honest with you. The last time I did that, trying to get Chief Leron Armstrong on this program for an interview. Yeah, I didn't hear back at all. So I am uh, not holding my breath that Chief Armstrong is going to be a guest here on Baron Arms Cam and Company. I would welcome him for a conversation. I really would. And it would be a conversation because I don't think that that's a gotcha question. It's a legit question. All right. So back in February, you were not in favor of people being able to protect themselves. You say we need good witnesses. Well, <laughs> All right, now violent crime is on the rise. The city's taken away millions of dollars from the Oakland Police Department. You yourself say that will have a public safety uh, impact. So are you ready to acknowledge now that people do have the right to protect themselves, the people that they love, and even strangers that they might see on the street? Because otherwise, what is, what is your solution? Well, crime's going up. We've got fewer officers. It's going to take longer for us to respond. But uh, no, we still don't believe that you have the right to defend your own life. And we certainly don't think that you should have the ability to protect the lives of others. Is that really where you want to come down? Again, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of conservatives praise Chief LaRon Armstrong for uh, bashing the defund the police movement in Oakland, California. And that's fine and good. But keep in mind that uh, Chief Armstrong wants that police department funded fully because it doesn't believe that you, I, or anyone else should be able to protect ourselves. All right, let's turn our attention now to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, our recidivist report. We will start there. Story out of PA. Man who shot woman before a 33-hour standoff was angry that cops were called for a domestic dispute, according to court documents. So this was a uh, situation that happened, um, I, I guess, earlier this week. It happened on Monday. 
Uh, Lower Paxton Township, PA, uh, police responded to a domestic violence call at an apartment complex on uh, Monday. The first police response was prompted apparently by a verbal argument between Mariah Lewis and 36-year-old Derek Hutcherson, who's the man that's now been charged with trying to kill her. According to uh, the township police, Lewis wanted Hutcherson to leave the residence. She apparently was the landlord, and uh, she was trying to get him out of there. Uh, the officer who arrived on scene reported that Hutcherson was not pleased that the police had been called to the residence. So after officers left, just before noon on Monday, Hutcherson actually shot Lewis. Uh, I said, by the way, that Lewis was the landlord. No, uh, Lewis was actually the mother of uh, Hutcherson's two-year-old son. He shot Lewis just above her left eye. She survived that shooting. She did lose her eye. And for nearly a day and a half, Hutcherson uh, ended up holed up in the apartment with his son and uh, Lewis's grandmother, Wanda Jackson. They say they uh, tried to talk him into surrendering, but he fired at officers repeatedly. Uh, on uh, Tuesday evening, officers subdued Hutcherson, rescued the boy and Jackson in what is described as a lightning assault. Uh, no one else was harmed. Now, Penn Live reports that Hutcherson is now facing uh, attempted murder, burglary, aggravated assault, child endangerment, reckless endangerment, unlawful restraint, and illegal firearms possession. He does not appear to have a criminal record in Pennsylvania, but according to Penn Live, he does have an extensive criminal history with little consequences uh, in the state of Ohio. In 2012, he pleaded guilty to a charge of having weapons while under disability. That was filed by uh, Cleveland police in February of 2011. So basically, he was a prohibited person. He was a felon in possession of a firearm. He was not allowed to possess a firearm in 2012. He takes that guilty plea. If this case had been in federal court, by the way, Hutcherson would likely be looking at at least five years behind bars. He received two years of, quote, community control, mm -hmm, which is a form of probation. Fairly low-level form of probation, I might add. He was ordered to forfeit a pistol and a sawed-off shotgun, which, by the way, means that there were more federal charges that could have been filed against Hutcherson at the time because uh, it is a federal crime for anybody to possess a sawed-off shotgun. That would be a uh, considered an NFA item. wasn't registered under the NFA, and Hutcherson could not possess either a sawed-off shotgun or a pistol because he was a prohibited person. But no prison time whatsoever in 2012 for being a felon in possession. So why was he a felon to begin with? Well, according to Penn Live, in 2008, Hutcherson pleaded guilty to charges of robbery and attempted felonious assault filed by Cleveland police for an incident that occurred in 2007. In that case, he was sentenced to three years of community control, including 60 days of house arrest with electronic monitoring. So 2008, he pleads guilty to robbery and attempted felonious assault, violent crimes, right? He's given three years of probation, 60 days of, of house arrest, and an electronic monitoring bracelet. And then three years later, he's arrested in possession of a handgun and a sawed-off shotgun. Not only does he not get any prison time, he actually got less probation than he did for his first offense. Now, it is most likely that even if Hutcherson had been sentenced to prison, he would already have been released, and this incident may very well have occurred. But in every encounter, every previous encounter that this suspect had with the law, 
he fought the law and he won. Even when he pled guilty, he did not receive any prison time for violent crimes or for being a prohibited person. By the way, I'm sure that gun control advocates in Pennsylvania are going to talk about, well, this proves the need for gun control because how did a guy like this get a hold of a gun? Now, to me, this proves the need for real criminal justice reform so that violent felons are not walking away with a slap on the wrist, a few weeks of home confinement, and then sent on their merry way. Today's uh, armed citizen story from Houston, Texas. Now, listen, I've written about this at BarryAndArms.com. I have a real issue with the headline here because the headline isn't really the story. Here's the headline from KTRK in Houston, Texas. Father shoots alleged peeping Tom outside of little girl's window in northwest Harris County. That is certainly a clickbait headline. It got me to click, but it's not exactly how it happened. Yes, there was a peeping Tom outside of this uh, dad's daughter's window. And both mom and dad heard their daughter scream, there's somebody outside looking in. And they went outside. Both of these individuals are concealed carry holders. Not that it mattered because they were on their property, at least when this incident began. Mom and dad, both armed, confront the peeping Tom outside of their daughter's window. They tell him, get on the ground, stay on the ground, police are on the way. And he doesn't listen. Instead, he strolls across the street to a gas station. Well, mom and dad follow because they want to make sure that this guy doesn't take off. They know the police are heading to their home. They want this guy arrested. He was looking in their daughter's bedroom window. Well, while they're all there at the gas station, according to authorities, the suspect in this case was able to disarm the armed woman, grabbing her handgun and then pointing it at her. And then, and only then, did dad slash husband shoot the man, fearing that uh, the man was about to shoot his wife. So mom and dad haven't been arrested. The suspect at last report in critical condition is expected to be facing charges. Uh, And the situation that I just described, I'm not an attorney, but I have a a very hard time believing that any grand jury is going to indict uh, the uh, man who pulled the trigger because he was acting in defense of his wife. Whereas these headline, uh, or at least the situation presented by the headline, Father Shoots a List Peeping Tom Outside a Little Girl's Window, I mean, that kind of sounds like vigilanteism, doesn't it? This guy wasn't posing a a direct threat to either the little girl or to the dad, but the dad plugged him because uh, he was peering in the little girl's window. Well, again, that's not what happened. And, uh, you know, it might take a little bit of work to to get a headline that more accurately reflects uh, the, the reality of this defensive gun use. Okay. These TV stations should put in the extra work make the headline more accurate, because uh, this, I think, sets up a false narrative that should be fact-checked, and now it has been. All right, on to our good deed of the day. You know, uh, former President Donald Trump going to be joining Texas Governor Greg Abbott, uh, about a dozen or so GOP uh, Congress critters there on the border today, and it is busy on the border Thousands of individuals uh, arrested at uh, just the Rio Grande Valley uh, uh, sector in the past 24 hours. And uh, local TV station KWTX 
reports on a uh, situation near uh, the Panitas area of the border where an agent saved a drowning juvenile and uh, two others were rescued there along the border. According to uh, KWTX, uh, they were following footsteps leading away from the Rio Grande and further into the United States, and they came across a child in distress who was attempting to stay above water while crossing a pond. So she had apparently made it over the Rio Grande and then was drowning in a pond. An officer tied a rope around the child's waist, entered the water in order to uh, save the child. Uh, the uh, CBP officer, assisted by the Pinitas Fire Department, and the uh, little girl released from the hospital later that day. Meanwhile, they report that on uh, Sunday in Havana, Texas, a 26-year-old man from Mexico jumped into the Rio Grande trying to swim towards the United States when he, too, began to uh, struggle trying to stay above the water. The U.S. Coast Guard patrolling the area rushed to rescue the drowning man. He was medically evaluated before being turned over to Cusman Border Patrol officers. And Monday morning, uh, Border Patrol agents came across five people in Brownsville, Texas, when officers learned that a woman had been left behind in a bush due to a leg injury. She apparently uh, fell off of the border wall while uh, crossing the border. She was uh, taken to a local hospital. They located her about an hour after they learned that she was out there in the bush, uh, transported to a local hospital for treatment. So, you know, again, you've got um, a real crisis at the border. And uh, the Vice President Kamala Harris trying to deny that one exists. Oh, things are getting better. Why, look how great everything is here in El Paso. Yeah, she got her photo op, uh, but that doesn't tell the real story. And uh, I, I suspect that uh, with the former president, the uh, governor of Texas, and again, about a dozen members of Congress, Heading to the McGowan area today, we will, uh, the media probably not going to be nearly as interested in that story. I mean, even with Trump there, the media loves to cover Trump. They really don't want to talk about what's actually happening on a daily basis at the U.S.-Mexico border. So uh, I'm guessing you'll see a lot of Trump-centric focus and not a lot of images or uh, conversations with the locals there in the McAllen area about the uh, continuing crisis unfolding along our southern border. All right, that is all the time we've got for you on this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. Do want to thank you for being a part of the program as always. Don't forget, you can check out the website, bearingarms.com, throughout the day for even more Second Amendment news and information. We'll be back tomorrow with a, another edition of the program. And uh, don't forget as well, you can become a VIP member of Bearing Arms. All you have to do is go to bearingarms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNS to get 25% off of your membership. You will not only get exclusive analysis and commentary related to the right to keep and bear arms, but you will be helping to support programs like this. And we are certainly grateful for your support. Have a great rest of your hump day Wednesday. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Until then, be well, be safe, be free.